Welcome back! I am Kara. I'm here, sitting on my front porch. In like a hazy end of June, official beginning of summer haze. It literally is kind of hazy. It's like humid. Can humidity even be a bit like foggy? I don't know, but it's gorgeous out. Or maybe my glasses are just smudged. One way or the other. Happy summer. Hope y'all are doing well. And I'm here to help you. Help you out for when those niggling thoughts come in about, like, I want to enjoy my summer, but I also have, like, to think about paying for college coming up in a few months. Wouldn't you rather not worry about it and have someone answer your questions? Okay, that's that's why I'm here. Anyways, today we're talking about, are you paying for your own college education? Because that's what I did. There are four tips to help ease the financial burden that I'm going to share with you today. And these are besides scholarships. I mean, scholarships are great, but some people are like, but are there other things? Because scholarships, you know, you don't always guarantee to actually get them. So what else? What other things? I get it. And if you have any other questions like this, because some of this is prompted from people had this suggestion on Facebook and ideas and questions about paying for college, come join our Facebook group and submit questions. That's the Christian College Girl community on Facebook. Go and post a question for me and I'll either, you know, answer it there or here in a podcast episode. And it's it's free, you know, just join our group, commiserate, support, pray for each other, ask for advice. I post a lot of like fire memes. So, you know, that's that's most of it. Um, again, it's Christian College Girl Community over on Facebook. Okay, let's get into it. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian College Girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. How you doing? <laughs> okay, so today we're going to start with the story of my life that hopefully you can relate to. Do you ever have stress around money? Stress around... Wait, I thought I was telling a story. Hang on. I had stress around money. So I wanted to graduate from college debt-free, but my parents couldn't pay, you know, for it all for me. They supported me in a lot of other ways, and they helped in some ways with that. I remember one semester they bought my books for me and that was so helpful, um, but just they couldn't, you know, and that's fine. And so sometimes the stress, though, was, you know, scholarships, earning money, grants, but then juggling homework. But then on in the summer, you just want to be able to enjoy 
life a little bit and how much time do you put to this or that and then you're overwhelmed because you also want to keep up with your friends and also read have time to read your bible and oh yeah also sleep so who has time to even like plan out plans for money or maybe i knew how i would be covering the next semester but what about the one after that and after that and if i don't have it all situated now it's kind of scary because like i'm not ahead of the game and like i'll have to think about it later and i don't want to have to think about it later okay basically you can see how sometimes my brain was just a hot mess um or or I was thoughtfully thinking ahead. I mean, some of it's good, but still, I didn't like to be stressed about it. And is that you? Have you felt that way? I totally get it. I like, that was me. And if you don't know my story, everyone, I graduate. Sorry, I'm outside. The car is going by. (laughs) I graduated from college debt-free and not only debt-free, but with $10,000 left over in my bank account after graduation that I didn't need to use for college because I had gotten more like grants and scholarships and such than I needed. So that was cool. Um, (laughs) And my parents, they didn't pay all for my college. And also I did not work full time all through college. There was a season I worked full time, um, like in the summer. And then when I did more of a gap year, because I was deciding some things, but I did not have to work all full time through college to do this. Basically, I am you, (laughs) how you're feeling right now. And I got through it with God's help, taking a little bit longer, too, because I was figuring things out. But, you know, maybe you won't have to take longer because you're listening to all that I learned, all my ups and downs, right? Anyways, so yeah, here are some fun ways to think about easing the financial burden. Number one, think about living expenses. Where are you living? Are you um, living at home with your parents and commuting? Are you on campus in an apartment? Just be think out of the box on what some ways that you could lower those sleeping and room and board or renting expenses. First off, if you are able to live at home and commute, consider that as an option. It might not be the most cool and glamorous, but, and of course, if there's some family issues or it's just, you know, traumatic or so, you know, like abusive, like don't obviously live at home but if there's a potential for living at home I guess I'm just saying don't diss it immediately because well it might not feel cool somewhat um it'll feel pretty cool when you graduate with zero <laughs> loans whatsoever with money in your bank account with a job lined up and your friends are overwhelmed with debt they're going to pay take 30 years to pay off like think ahead is what I'm saying um it's so helpful to potentially live at home and like I lived at home but I also paid rent but it was still less than it would have been out and about and also with paying rent you can kind of develop a sort of agreement like if I'm going to come back and live at home and I'm paying rent then I'm not necessarily helping with this or that chore or maybe you are helping with more chores than you've ever done before and that's paying your rent i don't know but there's ways that you could like develop a contract or come to an agreement or whatever also think of not living on campus because it can be so much cheaper in like apartment local housing near campus with some roommates and you tend to get more room too i think it's worth some time to look into that for the price range as well as again Ask around, meaning even like people at your church or just people who know things in the community of sorts, but really probably church people. If there's any like little old ladies who 
need help around their house or trade um, chores for part of rent or that you could live in their upstairs if they're retired and their kids are all gone or, or whatever. I even have a period of time, like also now, like right now when I'm not in college, I sometimes stay overnight at an elderly lady's house and I am kind of her on-call night person, but she never really needs me in the night, so I get paid to sleep. So <laughs> there's potential of stuff like that happening out there. Ask around. In that particular instance, especially ask um, you know, maybe your advisors and counselors, but also like church at church and other people that might have connections. That's one way. All right, another thing on easing the financial burden is... Testing out of classes. Do you guys know what that is? If you've been around a while, probably, but did you know that if you already know some content for a history class, English, uh, business management, a math class, whatever, you don't necessarily have to go through and take the entire class at your college for a whole semester. You can take a CLEP test or a DSST test, which stands CLEP is College Level Examination Program or Evaluation Program, something like that. And DSST is Dante's stand subject standardized test or something like that. But basically, it's that you can take these tests at some sort of testing center, whether at your school or another one or elsewhere. And if you pass, you get the college credits you would have had for that class. You get three to six college credits, and you can just transfer them to the school you're at. Now, you got to check first if... They do transfer to that school, but CLEPS especially transfer to a lot of schools or at least a lot of more like community college and state schools. So you have to check. But um, yeah, might as well for a cheap amount. And last time I checked, which was a while, well, last time I went to school and did this was a while ago. It might have changed by the time you listen to this, but CLEP tests were like a hundred bucks. Can you imagine either stuff you already know or getting just getting a study guide online and studying and testing out of CLEP tests for a hundred bucks and getting three to six college credits when in actuality when I was at my university like one class in and of itself could be fifteen hundred dollars and that was at a public university let alone a more expensive one why not get it for a hundred dollars that would crazy like even like a fourth or less you'd have to spend on classes these tend to be more the earlier classes like prereqs and stuff for a degree program, so try to look to do these in your first or second year of college, but sometimes some work for later. You can check, just look on, search online for that, or come post in our Facebook group. We'll help you find a, the right link for it and everything for your particular school, or you can ask your advisors. Okie dokie, and then budgeting things. You might be like, I hate the idea of a budget, but listen, it's not a straitjacket, it's flexible. It's a calendar for your money. If something comes up and you need to change like, you know, you need more money for groceries this month, but you realize, oh, you're not tra driving quite as much. So you could do less money from your gas money and put it over to groceries or, or even a fun thing, like hang out with your friends, go get ice cream, whatever. At least you know where the money is going. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where in the world it went. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back that need to hear this. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. That means at the beginning of the month, you are using an app like the Every Dollar app. That's Dave Ramsey's app. It, again, it's called Every Dollar to lay out like 
this is how much I estimate I'll earn this month. And if you don't know for sure, you know, aim a little low so that you can be pleasantly surprised. And then you're like, okay, out of that, these are my expenses. How much, you know, rent will cost, gas, food, um, anything like tuition related. Um, I'm going to say clothes, but I don't mean like excessive, like fun clothes. I mean, just like clothes that you actually need and you get all your expenses taken care of. And then you allot money for like fun money or whatever else you need to do. That way you can move it around during the month. It's not, you're not stressfully beholden to it, but at least if you move one piece and have more money in one area, make sure to take a little less in another area. And then you know you won't ever go over budget and you'll find tons of things to cut out. So I have put in the description, the show notes below, you can check it out, um, some episodes, other ones that have helped out. So example, I forgot to mention when you the one about testing out of classes, go back and listen to literally my episode two of this entire podcast. I'll put it, the link in the, you know, oh, there's a car. This is real life, people. We're leaving that in the podcast. Okay, go check out um, episode two. It's in the show notes below about how I tested out of classes and I got my entire first degree. Listen to this, my entire first degree for $1,200. So you might want to listen to that one. Okay, and then the next one I was talking about budgeting just now. You can go ahead and listen to a couple that I did about budgeting that are really fun. It's just like Five tips to find an extra $2,200 in your college budget. Um, yes, thank you. I need to find some more money in my budget to, re- you know, release the burden. What's the name of this episode? Oh, ease the burden. That is like, what, what words am I using? Um, or also, I did one that's five tips to save $400 on coffee in college. So why not? Why not be able to ease the burden by... Yes, spending less in some areas, but that doesn't mean you always have to be like entirely a penny pincher. Sometimes just knowing where your money's going and seeing if it's going to places that you don't care about anymore and you can cut it out, that's freeing as well. Okie dokie. My number four, our last tip of the day, um, is partnering with God. You might be like, okay, Kara, that's not immediately practical. Okay, just hear me out. He says in the Gospels that his burden is, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It sounds like if you need some easing of a financial burden, have you just even remembered to pray about it and ask for help? If you haven't, like, it's free to just ask for help. Like, the God of the universe is literally asking to hear about your life. And you don't have to come to him in some special organized words. He literally wants to hear about day-to-day ups and downs, talking to you like a father. Express how you need help with this. Ask him for direction. Ask him for strength and oomph for something to happen and help in this because you don't even have the energy you feel like to even like do something about it. Ask him for help. And leaning on him, learning more about him, when he talks about my yoga is easy, my burden is light, that doesn't always mean he immediately answers all of our prayers as we would like him to. Because he sees, for one thing, we probably don't want him to answer all our prayers like we want them to. Because we're human and sometimes we ask for the wrong things. But also, just, it's more of a, being in relationship with him, leaning on him, there is an ease, easing of even life because we are 
doing life with him. We know there's someone more powerful than us walking alongside us. It doesn't mean it won't be hard sometimes, but um, we don't have to strive to earn his love or strive to get into heaven besides accepting him and thus not strive to have to have it all perfect in right now in your financial burdens you're feeling. Now, you do need to survive, and I don't know your exact situation, but just seeking God in all this is really probably the first step that should be done, but just don't forget to pray about it. And if you're like Kara, I've been praying nonstop about this. I got you. I've already been praying, and I'm getting tired of it. I hear you. Do you remember the story of the persistent widow in the Bible who came to the judge and said, grant me uh, justice against my enemies who have I don't remember it exactly, I'm paraphrasing, but who have hurt me or cheated me. And the judge was not really a righteous man and just didn't really care to help a poor widow. But he eventually helped her, not because he found, you know, his heart was moved, but because she kept bugging him, persisting. I'm sure politely bugging him. I mean, she didn't go and, like, try to kidnap him and hold him for ransom, but, like, she kept persisting. Now, I'm not saying God is our judge who doesn't want to help us. He's a loving father. How much more so would he want to help us as we are persistent? Persistence sometimes could even be showing that we're serious about it, to keep praying about it. I'm not saying that's straight up biblical, that that's always what it is when he talks about persisting in prayer, but sometimes it's just not time yet for A, B, and C, and so there's just needing to persist. And as that parable shows, he encourages us to persist in prayer and requesting things. So yeah, that was kind of like a lot. <laughs> it was four things um, about helping find other like living, uh, living situation. What am I saying? Living expenses, uh, living situation. Thinking a little bit outside the box on that, how you could lower uh, the cost of that, as well as testing out of classes. That's potential. Budgeting things, learning how to save hundreds of dollars on coffee and other things from your budget might as well. And then also connecting with God, asking for help. And those last three, I have specific episodes on them that I've done before. So you can go on over into the show notes and listen to those other episodes. I would love for you to do that. Also, I'm just going to give you a little bonus at the end. The main way that I graduated from college debt-free was I didn't get loans. I mean, really. That might seem kind of blunt, like, well, of course, that's how you were debt-free, because you didn't get loans. Okay, yeah, but what I mean is, I had even just like a plan in my mind, I wasn't getting a loan. It wasn't even part of the, my vocabulary, of my options. And so, because of that, I just had to figure out something else to do. And also, I was able, I, I allotted myself, I allowed myself to take a little longer, too, because it was more worth it to me to graduate debt-free than to finish in an exact time frame um, because I knew I would finish and wanted to finish and it's not like someone was hanging over my head with a whip saying you had to finish in a certain time frame or you'll never be successful in life. I mean I think graduating debt-free even if it took you a bit longer and then I graduated late so to speak but then immediately after I was able to start a business I could use the money I had saved that I hadn't even used in college to live on for a little while while I built that up. And I immediately started saving for retirement. And compound interest is no joke. Compound interest goes in the way of debt 
as well as in the way of, so like your debt gets bigger over years and years, as well as in the way of positively, like your wealth can get bigger that you invest years and years and years. So the fact that I started investing in my 20s can grow to a million dollars plus by the time I retire. And so it's worth it. It was worth it to me to take a little longer to graduate debt free, to not get loans, to do this other way. And I would love if you feel comfortable and want to, to do the same and that I could support you in this. If you have any questions about all of this or, um, you know, just let us know which of these episodes, other episodes I mentioned you're going to listen to next, come on over in the Facebook group, post a question, tell me what your favorite episode has been. It's Christian College Girl Community on Facebook for support, friendship, prayers, questions, whatever. Again, Christian College Girl Community on Facebook and the link for that is in the show notes below. Okie dokie. Have a great evening, everyone. Enjoy your summer and bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.